0: It's Friday night. And that means it's time for another edition of the Three Valleys Radio Racing Show. On the show tonight, we've got Mr. Rod Melman. We've got Sam Hoskins from Hot to Trot Racing, Jamie Snowden. We're back on the show. As well, Colin Brown and Dave Wilson, and not forgetting Richard Phillips with all his tips and everything for the Grand National. So, get your notebooks out, and let's hope we got a few winners for you. Well, good evening, and welcome to another edition of The Racing Show. I hope you've had a good weekend. First weekend of the Flaps, and nice little winners there, I must admit. I had quite a good weekend this weekend, which is nice. Um, But now, we're going to move on. And first off, of course, we always have our racing news with Mike Patton.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome along to this week's edition of the Racing News, with all the news that is the news from the racing media, which does include Racing TV, the Racing Post and of course the Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden and here's this week's first story. Jockey Paige Fuller said that she was ready to move on and try something new after announcing her retirement from race riding on Sunday. Fuller has suffered a run of injuries and setbacks in recent seasons and her decision comes after a fall at Plumpton on March 13th in which she was knocked unconscious. An important member of Jamie Snowden's yard in Lambourne, Fuller rode her first winner under rules in the 2013-2014 season and retires with 108 winners over jumps and one on the flat here in Britain. Her biggest win came for Snowden when she guided Anything for Love to success in the Grade 2 Jane Seymour Mayers' Novices Hurdle at Sandown in 2021. Fuller said, I wanted to be a positive change of career. I had a fall at Plumpton about three weeks ago, which was the first fall I'd taken since my stroke and was knocked out for three minutes. I don't know what it was, but I came round and went, I'm ready to try something new and that's what I'm hopefully going to do. Fuller, aged 27, overcame great adversity to return to the saddle in February after suffering a frightening mini-stroke during a race at Fontwell in September last year. She lost the vision in her right eye and had spasms in her right arm as she rode touch-the-sole in a two-mile, two-furlong, handicapped chase but managed to negotiate the first fence despite her limited vision before pulling up her mount. The stroke was believed to have been caused either by an earlier fall or a culmination of whiplash injuries, which can cause a tear to the artery in the neck, which in turn creates a clot that can cause a stroke. Fuller said she had no regrets coming back from that significant setback, but believed now was the time to try something else. Fuller told Lock on Sunday, "'I've had no regrets,' And actually it made me realise how glad I am that I did come back. A lot of me had reservations that medically I wouldn't be able to come back. For me, I really wanted to get back and still felt I had something to prove. I still felt I could get my career back on track and that I could progress. Success at that point was just getting my career back on track. But when I came back, it was such a struggle and I felt like I was pushing water uphill. I had broken my wrist at the meeting at Plumpton where I had my fall the year before and so it's my third time on the sidelines in the past year. I wasn't getting anywhere. I want to be successful and progressive and, unfortunately, however much I've built a career for myself I'm really proud of, right now I think I'm ready to move on and be progressive at something else. Fuller described her time in the saddle as a roller coaster ride and one she wouldn't have swapped quote for the world. She added, I had the most amazing time. I couldn't recommend it more and it's been the most ridiculous roller coaster ride. I've ridden in Belgium, France, Germany and Abu Dhabi and that was just in my amateur days. Then I turned professional and was riding at the Cheltenham Festival and on those massive days and riding big winners. She said, I wouldn't have swapped it for the world and I'm so grateful. I can't believe it was reality. Hopefully it's given me the grounding and made me into a much better, stronger, resilient person who can go on to do something else. Although she has yet to decide what long-term future might look like, Fuller's boss, Snowden, was pleased to hear she has plans to stay within the racing industry. He said, I want to say a big thank you to you, Paige. She's been a big part of our team for 10 years. She came up through the ranks and was a dual champion amateur who turned conditional and rode more than 100 winners. She rode us a grade 2 winner at Sandown and Cheltenham winners. And she's been a big part of the team for the majority of my career. She's been brilliant in the yard as well, educating young horses and getting them jumping. The early education of young horses is all important and she's been a big part of that. I think she's going to continue to help us in that department and will continue to be a big part of our team. She's a very intelligent person and that will serve her in good stead going forward. We've spoken at length about the need to keep retired jockeys within our sport. They've got so much experience and it's great she's keen to stay within the industry. Next here on the Racing News. Merseyside Police have reaffirmed their robust plans for Grand National Day at Aintree after it was claimed activists are planning a protest at Jump Racing's big event on April 15. It was reported that more than 100 activists are plotting to storm security fences at the track before the world-renowned race with the intention of forming a human barricade and sitting across the national course, according that is to the Mail on Sunday. It was also reported the ringleaders of the Aintree plot have made two visits to the jockey-owned racecourse to identify potential security weaknesses. A spokesperson for Merseyside Police said, Merseyside Police has a robust policing plan in place for Aintree as it does for any major public event to ensure the safety and well-being of everyone involved. We have been working with our partners, including the Jockey Club, for a number of months in the build-up to this year's festival to ensure that any necessary plans and processes are in place to deal with any incidents that may arise and to prevent any significant or ongoing disruption to racegoers, local residents and businesses. We respect the right to peaceful protest and expression of views, but public order or criminal offences will not be tolerated and will be dealt with robustly. Six activists ran onto the track before the derby at Epsom last year, while four climate change protesters dressed as catering staff chained themselves to the rail by the winning post following the opening race of the final day at Royal Ascot in 2021. A two-day trial for aggravated trespass did not go ahead the following year. The Mail on Sunday reported the organisers of the planned Aintree protest hoped it would kick-start similar demonstrations, raising the prospect of attempted disruption at high-profile meetings this summer, such as Royal Ascot, the first of King Charles' reign. An Ascot spokesman speaking at the course on Sunday said, We work extremely closely with the police and other local authorities in the run-up to Royal Ascot. Everyone has a right to protest and if the police do not think they are causing a disturbance, especially off-site, we will not intervene. Anything that impacts the operation on-site will be dealt with appropriately, as was the case in 2021 when the Extinction Rebellion protesters were quickly apprehended without any impact on racing. Protesters entered Aintree near the first fence before the 1993 national that was declared void. The race was set to get underway after a delay for the course to be cleared only for two full starts, with seven horses completing the contest after the second full start procedure was not flagged properly. Aintree's big race was postponed by two days in 1997 following a bomb threat that forced an evacuation of the course on race day. Lord Gillan won the rescheduled contest. Aintree declined to comment and pointed to the statement by Merseyside Police. Next here on the Racing News. Trainer William Haggis flew into Sydney on Monday ahead of Saturday's mouth-watering Queen Elizabeth Stakes at Randwick, armed with a plan to stave off jet lag by staying awake. Known for taking all the right steps in a Sydney autumn, he could not have picked a better place to achieve his goal than amid the sense-assaulting cacophony of his first English Easter yearling sale. Haggis, who will saddle Dubai honour by Australian-based sire Pride of Dubai against Godolphin's wonder-from-down-under Animo on a day two of the championships, touched down in the morning headed to Canterbury's Quarantine Centre to see his horses and then made his way to Riverside. He told ANZ Bloodstock News, It's an impressive place. They look nice horses. The prices are okay, much as I would expect. I didn't want to go to sleep until night time, so I thought I'd come and see what it's like. Haggis, a regular at sales around the world, said his first Australian auction, strictly as an observer, evoked for him another Antipodean location. He said, it reminds me of the Cape Yearling sale in South Africa. You get a table and you get fed, he said, tucking into a salmon. Easter also reminds him of France's Arcana sale, but most definitely not of Britain's famed Tattersall's auctions. Not only do those unfold gently in an atmosphere more redolent of Sotheby's than the Australian eight-hour race call style, they do go a lot slower, with some 20 lots moved per hour compared with roughly 30 in Sydney. The quickest are the Americans by a mile, although I haven't seen much there yet. Tats are a bit unique. They take their time, much to the chagrin of some of the people who have to be there. Asked how Tattersalls could up their ante in the speed stakes, he replied. I wouldn't want to get involved in that sort of discussion. They say they've got to be fair to vendors and purchasers, which I understand, but I do feel that, especially at some of the sales which, where we have to work with our customers in the evening, it doesn't help if the sales finish at half past nine. Haggis has been something of a trailblazer in terms of visitors from Britain and Ireland, particularly with targeting the Sydney autumn more than the Melbourne spring. With five million Australian dollars, that's around two point seven million pounds, on offer in the Queen Elizabeth, and considering the strength of Europeans over its ten furlong trip, it makes a lot of sense. The New Market trainer bought his outstanding gelding a day out for the race in twenty twenty and twenty-one, and twice returned victorious, relegating the best horse in Australia, very elegant, to second in two epic battles. Something similar looms this Saturday when Dubai Honor takes on Animo, with the two sharing favouritism with local bookmakers on Monday night. Dubai Honor arrived in Sydney as a winner of two European Group 2s over roughly a mile and a quarter, and was also second at the top level in the 2021 champion stakes over the same trip. He advertised his credentials in Australia with a stunning four and a half-length win over the distance in Rosehill's Group One Ranvet Stakes last month. Haggis's other visitor protagonist landed with a surging win over a mile and a quarter in Rosehill's Group Three Sky High Stakes before finishing midfield in last Saturday's Group One Doncaster Mile at Randwick on heavy ground. Haggis said when asked what the trick was, "We've had a bit of luck here." The answer is probably identifying the ride horses. Both Adabe and Dubai Honour came out as pretty top horses in Europe. Not the very top, but they were multiple group winners and they've got to group one level here. Adabe did it here, then he went home and won the champion stakes at Ascot. Plus, we do a lot of work at home before they come here. They're pretty fit when they come and then we use their time in quarantine basically for them to adjust after their journey. Haggis may have offered a thinly veiled tip or at least a huge vote of confidence in Dubai Honour ahead of his clash with Anamo who steps back up in trip after winning the George Ryder Stakes at Rose Hill last month. Asked to compare four-year-old Dubai Honour with Adeeb who won his Queen Elizabeth Stakes at six and seven he said he's not far off him Adeeb was a warrior and he was a bit older Dubai honors a bit younger, but he's the right type to come here. This has been this week's edition of the Racing News, with all the news that is the news across the racing media, which of course includes Racing TV, the Racing Post and the Sporting Life. Join us again next time for some more racing news. Thanks for listening.
0: Now it's time to see where we can go racing this weekend. Well, there are seven races over the jumps at Haydock with a 1.30 start. Seven races over the jumps stand at Newt with a 140 start. Seven races on the flat at Musselburgh, one fifty start. Seven races over the jumps at Carlisle with a one hundred fifty five start. And uh, one race over the jumps at Fairy House with a 5.05 start. And also seven races on the flat on the all-weather at Wolverhampton with a 5.30 start. And Sunday... There are 8 races over the jumps at Cork in Ireland with a 110 start. 8 races over the jumps at Fairy House with a 125 start. 7 races over the jumps at Fosslas with a 140 start. 7 races over the jumps at Plumpton with a 155 start. 7 races on the flat at Southall on the all weather with a 205 start. And seven races over the jumps at Market Raisin, where the 209 start. Equine Superstars. And this week we're focusing on Troy. Troy was a bay stallion by Petingo out of Dam La Merlo and was foaled on the 25th of march 1976. Troy was bred by Bally Maskell Stud in Ireland and owned by Sir Michael Sobell and Lord Weinstock. Troy was trained by Major Dick Hearn at West Ilsley and ridden by Willie Carson. Amongst his major race wins in 1978 the Vintage Stakes and in 1979 Sadown Classic Trial, predominant stakes, Epsom Derby, Irish Derby, King George and Queen Elizabeth Stakes and the Benson and Hedges Gold Cup. Troy won 450,494 pounds and was nominated the Timeform Horse of the Year in 1979. Troy was retired to stud but his stallion career only lasted four years before he passed away in 1983. Now let's relive Willie Carson and Troy winning the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth stakes in 1979.
2: Sixth and Queen Elizabeth diamond stakes. Willie Carson removes his hood. They're under starters' orders. And they're away. And uh, Game of Sen is the first to show, but Road to Glory goes straight on now. The stable companion of Troy and going on a good pace too. And it's Road to Glory from Telescopico. Then comes Troy and then Swiss Maid, then Gamersen. Behind uh, Gamersen or on the outside of Gamersen, rather well, visit Elamana Moo. And then Molshan and going a good pace down towards Swindley Bottom. Road to glory. The pacemaker for Troy. About two to three lengths clear now. Of Telescopico. Then comes Troy back in third. Then Swiss Maid, then Elamana Then Gamersen. And finally Molshan Still road to glory. Making it. And Brown Proctor. His first ride in the King George and Queen Elizabeth Diamond Stakes, making it a good pace from Telescopico. Elamana Moo now goes third. Troy is four. Swiss Made is five, and Gamersen six and seven, and last is Mlolchen, and they're just coming up to the mile pole. Road to Glory in the lead from Telescopico and Elamana Mu. Then Troy, then Swiss Made, then Gamersen, and then Mlolchen. They're racing towards the seven marker now, and it's still Road to Glory from Telescopico, then Elamana Moo, then Troy, then Swiss Made, then Gamersen, and then comes Mlolchen. And they're passing the seven mark now, making towards the six, and it's still road to glory in the lead from telescopico and Elamana Then Troy behind Troy comes Swiss Maid, then Gamer Sen on the inside going smoothly. And last is Multion. They're coming past the six marker now, and it's still Road to Glory by two lengths from Telescopico, who has a two and a half length advantage over Elamana who's two lengths up on Troy, who's a length and a half up on Swiss Maid. Then comes Gamer and Molshan and they're passing the five marker now, and it's still road to glory in the lead from in second place, Telescopico, then comes Elamarnamu, then Troy behind Troy, Swiss made. then Yemersen making a little ground on the inside, and then comes Lolchan, who's last with their grouping as they come to the home turn now, and well inside the final half-mile, it's Road to Glory from Telescopico, then comes uh, Elamarnamou then Troy making ground towards the outside then Malchon and Swiss Maid and Gamers Hen as they turn for home now and it's still Road the glory the pacemaker in the lead from Telescopico Troy and Elamarnamou and Swiss Maid nearly lost a footing there around the home turn It's still Road the glory in the lead but Elamarnamou coming to challenge and Troy on the right of the picture being traced by Gamer senator they're coming down now to the furlong pole and it's Elamarnamou being challenged by Troy Troy and Elamarnamou then comes Gamers Sen for France as they race to the inside the final furlong it's Troy who's taken it up now from Elamarnamu, with Gamersen putting in a great challenge towards the south side, but it's Troy and Willie Carson striding up to victory towards the line. They're being pressed by Gamersen, but they've got it sewn up, and Troy has run it from Gamersen, second, and Elamarnamu 3rd Fourth post launch and behind him came Telescopico and rode the glory, and Swiss Maid was last.
0: Willie Carson there winning the 1979, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Stakes on Troy. Now it's time to catch up with our friend Sam Hoskins at Hot to Trot Racing, the syndicate for all of you to try. There we go. Good afternoon, Sam. Thanks for joining us again. How are things at Hot to Trot?
3: Uh, very good, thanks, Aidy. Yeah, we're look, really looking forward to the flat season ahead, and um, it's uh, the, the turf season starts tomorrow at Doncaster, and it's yeah, all full of optimism.
0: Well, looking at your website, um, you seem to have a, quite a few new horses have appeared on the scene. Can you can you talk to me about some of them because uh, I'm sure the listeners would like to know the, the sort of potential horse you've got up there.
3: We do. We've got um, we've got 13 flat horses this season. We've got in two two syndicates. Uh, our hot to trot one syndicate, which is our original one. Yeah. We had headed by Get Ahead, that um, was a uh, one at Glorious Goodwood last season. Um, she heads to Bath on the evening of Friday the 21st of April for a for a listed race, which is sponsored by her breeder, Whitsbury Manor Studs. So that's uh, it's been the target for a long time. So hopefully she'll run a big race in that. Yeah. Um, we've got some nice three-year-olds in that group, including a filly called Seamy Dance, who's got an entry at Subtle next Thursday evening. Uh, she ran a nice race uh, on both her two starts last season, third at Kempton on debut and second at Chelmsford um, uh, the following month, um, in October. And um, she could, she could run at Subtle on Thursday, next Thursday evening. Um, We've got a couple of unraced fillies, uh, a filly called Metric, who's by time test, appropriately. Uh, She's with David O'Mara in Yorkshire. Um, And we've got a filly called Dream Rocker with Ed Walker, who's a fast net rock filly out, who's a half sister to Ed Walker's um, group one winning filly last year called Dream Loper. They're both nice fillies who are unraced, um, as is a a new filly with Henry Candy called Bougainvillea, who's uh, by Holy Roman Emperor. Um, She's a full sister to a Group Two winner, and um, she's a, she's a lovely filly, so she's worth watching out for. Um, and then the the team's made up of uh, a filly with Mark Prescott called Sure Spirit, who's been placed on all her three starts to date on the all-weather this um, earlier this year, um, and and hopefully she'll be she'll be well handicapped the, the filly sprint handicaps in in the, in the summer month on the turf, so that's exciting. And then last but very not least, we've got a very nice new two-year-old filly with Eve Johnson Horton called. Rinavati, who's a filly by Churchill um who's a half sister to our um talented 2-year-old of two hot to trot last year um Rage of Bambi uh, and um she's a lovely filly she cost 200,000 euros as a yearling um her breeder her her the owners of Rage of Bambi bought her as a yearling for 200,000 euros which is a hell of an investment mm. um, and we're very lucky to be leasing her so she's one to look out for and she's particularly nice so she won't be out before midsummer I wouldn't have thought but one to remember, Rinnovati, yeah. um, and then the Two Hot to Trot Group, which um, you've always been a member of in the past. Uh, we, we've got Rachel Bambi, uh, Rinnovati's sister. Um, she's going to uh, she's going to line up hopefully in a listed race at Chelmsford on the evening of Thursday the twenty seventh of April. A race called the Shell Mistakes, and, and that's a six furlong listed race of fillies, and and hopefully um, she'll have a big chance in that. It's, it's worth worth a lot of money, and um, she's a lovely filly, Raja Bambi, yeah. um, who. Has the potential to be a group filly this year. Um, we've also got uh, a filly called Punterelle that's been third and second in Philly's uh, maidens recently. Um, she should be capable of winning a, winning one of those um, before sort of stepping up into sort of nice handicaps for fillies. Um, we dream that she might be one for the Sandringham handicap at Royal Ascot in June, but that's she's got to do a bit more to get to that sort of level. But um, she's not, she hasn't got that much to find. Nice. Um, we've got another filly called Storymaker who's a filly uh, by Ulysses um, who, who was third in a maiden at Chelmsford in the autumn and she's nice, she's with George Bowie who's a Dorset bred boy and um, she, she's got an entry at Thirsk on Tuesday um, and then the, the team's made up of, um, of a few two year olds uh, a filly called Appealing uh, who is uh, a Whitsbury Manor stud filly, bred filly, who's going to go to Andrew Balding, uh, we've got a filly a, a by Oasis Dream called Quite a Dream. Um, she's going to new trainer Ollie thankster who's at Manton, where all his family trained in the past yeah. or owned owned even in the past. Of Thanksters have always owned Manton. Yeah. And last but very not least, we've got a filly called Flemish, who's a, a filly by Ortad out of Flanders, and she this makes her a sister to G Force, who was a Group One uh, winning sprinter a few years ago. Um, and she's um, with Tom Ward, who did so well for us last year with Roman Miss. So we've got a a really good group of horses, and sort of the problem is every other trainer and every other owner says they've, they've got really nice horses too. So, you, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's always hard to be. I am optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic because you know it's never as easy as it looks. But we do have a. It, it, is, it is exciting, and not a Absolutely, lie. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And um, you mentioned Roman Miss there. Now, Roman Miss was was quite successful for Tom Ward last year, wasn't he? Um, she was. Yeah, she, she was, was, was. Sorry, um, yeah. Um, you know yeah. what's happened to her now? Has she gone back to the original owners or what?
3: She's got. She's sold in the autumn. Her, her breeder sold her at the Tattersall's December Mare Sale and sold her for I think it was three hundred and fifty or three hundred and forty or three hundred and fifty thousand. I actually can't remember the exact sort of oh, right. the exact number, but it, it was somewhere around three hundred and forty, three hundred and fifty. Yeah. And she got bought by David Redford, who's a leading bloodstock agent, and she's been. Um, Bought to race on she was going to go to america but i believe the plan has changed and uh it's going to be she, she may well go to um australia but possibly to race on in the meantime in in the uk in the summer and i think uh, the trainer mooted was she might be going to archie watson oh,
0: right. um
3: so, okay so 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 we'll see we'll see what happens there but um she, she's such a game filly and did so much for us. she won it she won a listed race on easter monday last year at Kempton and she was third in the Princess uh, Princess Elizabeth at um, at Epsom on on Derby Day, and, and then she was second in a listed race um, in the autumn at Lingfield. And she, she's such a star, and um, her, her, I'm sure she'll do well for whoever raises for the for the for the new owner racing on, and, and also um, in the breeding shed one day as well.
0: Yeah, and what about Hot Shot Jumping? How's that gone?
3: Um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been been a funny season I mean it's been a funny season in so many ways with the weather as well as you know it's been mm. it's been so bizarre and we we definitely struggled in the in for the first half of the season um and we had lots we had lots of seconds and thirds and things but the ground kept playing games it's playing games us the whole way you can never really make a plan but um we've had but luckily in the last in the last month we, last few weeks we've had two winners yeah um we actually had a winner back in august on on um uh, back in the sort of late summer, really, but then and then we so that was technically this season as well. But we had, and um, we had a winner at um, last of the legends. She's down with Harry Fry near you. Um, yeah, she yeah. won at Plumpton earlier in the month, and then Oakley Dancer, who's a lovely big filly with Ollie Murphy. She won at Chepstow last week. Um, we've also had promising runs from a filly called Of Course You Can, who's with Neil Mulholland near Bath. Um, she's she's a nice filly. She wants good ground though. She and she she should win a bumper hopefully. Um, Possibly in the early, try and win a bumper in September when it's a bit weaker, and then we'll go novice hurdling. Yeah. Um, and we've got a nice filly called Love Bite, who's with Mickey Henderson, who's a sister to Mike Bite, who many of your listeners will will remember, yeah. um, Group Grade One winning chaser, and um, uh, she's she's nice for the future as well. And and we've got a filly ready to debut possibly on Easter Monday at Fakenham called Young at Heart, and she's. She goes quite nicely. She's with Lucy Wadham, and she could run at Fakenham on Easter Monday. Um, so no, it's it's been a it's it's definitely been a, a, a fair season um, without. I think it's probably sowing the seeds for the future really. And um, we would have liked to have had more winners, but we've we've had a, We've had a, We've had two and one and one in late summer. So it's kind of three technically. And mm-hmm. um, m- most people would give their. Sort of right arm for that so we, we won't take it for granted and, and 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 most importantly we've got some lovely mares for the future and we're, we're still kind of in a early days of um uh early days for, for the jumping really so yeah, um yeah. um the flat's been established and we've got the, the links there with the with the jumping mares and and hopefully um um hopefully we can we can have a star in the future
0: well it certainly sounds all pretty positive to me um, you know if anybody out there wants to to get involved just get in touch with Sam. What? What's the uh, website address, Sam? Uh,
3: hot Hot to Trot Racing com. Oh, there you go, Hot to Trot Racing what? dot
0: com. And uh, dot com. I can recommend it because I had two two years of great fun doing it, and I should be coming back soon. Trust me. Um, and you know, it's 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 an involvement if you love racing. This is the way to do it without any question. And, uh, you know, I'm pleased to see you being so successful, Sam.
3: Thank you, Ada. That's very kind of you. And, um, yeah, all the, be- all the very best to you and all your listeners.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully we can come back and talk to you again as the season progresses and uh, you'll have some good news for us.
3: Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be excellent. Looking forward to that. OK, Sam,
0: thanks very much for talking to us and we'll speak to you
3: again soon. All the best. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Cheers for now. Bye-bye. Well, that was Sam Hoskins from Hot Trot Racing with an update on activities at the Syndicate. And now we're going to catch up with Rod Millman. Uh, Rod's uh, really pleased that certain racecourses have uh, taken the initiative to improve the level of prize money. And Bath is one of those. And Rod will be going down there. But here he is now to tell us all about it. Well, good afternoon, Rod. Uh, Welcome to the show again. Um, Seems you've got quite a few runners lined up for the weekend. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about them?
4: Well, we've got a very busy day on Good Friday. Yeah. Um, the racecourses have put up a lot of prize money for this feature because uh, good Friday had normally been a day with no racing
5: Yeah.
4: and like everything else, everything is getting more pressurized. Um, no, we have racing nearly every day apart from Christmas day now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit of a pain if you work in the industry, yeah. but part of the payback was they put up good prize money for good Friday. Um, and which they have done. Yeah. Um, i mean the, the the lowest race on Bath on friday is uh twenty five thousand or twenty six thousand pounds yeah. added yeah which is you know a good prize figure yeah. um we've got two runners there right. um four a day and little helen and they' they've both been saved for the race uh race will be very very competitive um for you to expect for the prize money because what Bath have done they put on uh Standard races there, but they put on far superior prize money, Mm -hmm. and consequently, they I think they had um, I think it was 120 runners, but 360 were declared. I think,
0: oh gosh, yeah, so a lot lot of people missed out. And
4: you've got the same thing at Lingfield and and Newcastle on the same day, oh
0: right, Uh,
4: yeah, four days race, four days race is 35,000, um, Crystal Calfs is 45, right. but there'll be hard races to win, obviously, but the prize money is very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And presumably that goes down through to second, third and fourth.
4: Yeah. Down to fifth, I think, you know, so it's a good chance to win some prize money. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
4: But, um, you know, uh, it's a very, it's, everyone complains that prize money is not enough. Um, but, you know, that's why the bookies, bookmakers are very, very wealthy. And, um, (laughs)
0: You're not. People, working, exactly.
4: racing, people working the first people working the racing, all struggling.
0: Yeah, exactly,
4: exactly. Well, we're not struggling, but you know, it's uh, yeah. it's a bit uneven at the moment.
0: Yeah, quite. Well, it's it's good. To, at least somebody's sort of taking the initiative to do something to try and, you know, I mean, it's it's a good day to do it. Obviously, loads of people will be coming, no doubt. Although you've got a you've got football as well, I suppose to contend with. But um, and of course, the weather's not the greatest, is it? It could be a little bit warmer.
4: Yes, it's not, not the best weather, but you know, I, think, I think there'll be big crowds wherever you go, you know? Yeah, yeah. good, good.
0: And, and looking at them, I mean, which which would you fancy a, a, of, of all the, you know, four a day crystal
4: cars? Um, well, four a day four a day has is, is, is become well handicapped for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, little Helen has only had three races. Um, she's an improver. And then you've got the tough old Crystal Cass, who is already, I think she's a winner of 11 races, but she's got all the handicapped she's handicapped accordingly and she's always susceptible to an improving young horse yeah quite coming up through the weights yeah
0: Um,
4: but you know they are all they've all got chances and then the next day we've got Master Grey going to Wolverhampton yeah he'd he'd have a good chance he's won three this season Um, then just a spark goes on Sunday she's won her last two and O'Dair Show runs again as well and he won his last race so, so um, no, busy busy time.
0: Yeah. So out of the one two three six six runners, I think it is, and over Saturday mm, and Sunday. That's
4: right. Um, that's right.
0: You know that you've got a fair chance of picking up some decent prize money then one way or another.
4: Yeah, hopefully well, the, uh, the the big the big prize is they'll be very hard to get prize money because they're very competitive races. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, do you, do you but, feel that the horses are, uh, you know? because of the fact that the weather's a little bit colder and not quite as nice as it maybe would be, are the, courses, the horses a little bit sort of slower at coming forward?
4: Yes, they are, but it is the same for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's a level playing field, you know. Nobody's coming here from uh, better weather as such, you know.
0: No, quite.
4: So it's all all, all a level playing field, really. Yeah.
0: And is... Um, are, are Sheen Murphy riding any of the, the said runners, do you think?
4: No, not this time, unfortunately. Um, he... He's, in, he's riding in Longchon on one day, uh-huh. um, and I think he's at Newcastle on Friday, so we can only get him occasionally, but when we do, he's well worth getting, obviously. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Who, who are you likely to have riding for you over the weekend, then, the usual ones?
4: Um, we've got Ben Curtis at Bath, um, Patrick rides on Saturday, <coughs> and Ross Coakley on Sunday. Right,
0: OK. Well, look, Rod, thank you for that. Um, I hope it's a good weekend for you, and I hope more than anything else you can bring some of that prize money home.
4: Yeah, it'd be lovely. we will be, we'll be trying very hard anyway, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, best of luck anyway. and we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week, if that's all right.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank
0: lovely. you. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot, Rod. Cheers for now then. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Well, that was uh, trainer Rod Millman down there at Cullompton in Devon. Well, now it's time to catch up with Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing. Well, good afternoon, Dave. Um, not a very nice day today. Lots of showers about and the uh, racing's not exactly top quality, is it?
6: No, it's, uh, it's that time of year where you're in between the uh, national hunt season finishing and the flat season starting. and Unfortunately, the flat season seems to be overtaken by the all-weather horses coming out and having a try on the grass. And the uh, normal flat horses just waiting and biding their time until they get the ground that they want. And on the national hunt, you're looking at the horses that are wanting soft ground, and they're not getting entered up because the ground's being declared as good, good to soft everywhere. And uh, it's just one of them periods. It, it happens every year at this time, and we're, we're quite used to it. So, uh,
0: yeah.
6: as, as I say, uh, we're looking at some shocking racing going ahead at the moment, and uh, the weekend... Easter weekend bonanza of races everywhere. It, it just seems to have bought out all the Blackpool donkeys. Yeah.
1: So
6: uh, <laughs> we we shall see how many of them we can name yeah. up and win.
1: So okay. we're we,
2: go.
6: we're going to have a look at Newton Abbott's card for everyone. Uh, obviously, the local one of the local tracks to us and. A friend of mine who works down there's uh, given me some information that they've reduced the ticket prices down to sixteen pounds for an adult. Hoping to get a good crowd there on Saturday. so uh, we're going to run through the card quickly and give you some uh, help with all of the races there. We're not going to do our normal lucky fifteen. We're just going to hold fire with our uh, bet there, and we're just going to run through the card for you. So uh, we'll kick off with uh, one forty at Newton Abbott. And a uh, horse that we like here is number one, Whole Town Hero, going to be ridden by Lorcan Williams and trained by Paul Nichols, one of the Ditchit team. Uh, he won two races in a row and then come out and was second at Newbury. He got the six lengths by Love Is Golden. And it looks to be the best form in the race by quite a, a long shot for me. And I think he's uh, a horse that's going to go. Go on and improve. It's the ground that he sort of likes. The only danger I can see in the race is in Eston of Jamie Moore and Gary Moores. But i would definitely side up with Whole Town Hero because in Eston, didn't look like he wanted to win the last two runs that he had when he finished second both times. So, uh, Whole Town Hero is going to be the starter for us in the 140 at Newton Abbott there. OK,
0: right you are.
6: Moving down to the second race on the card, the 2.15, the horse that we like here is Master Mikey D. Now, I know we went out and we did an interview with the trainer of this one, which Ford earlier in the year, and I went up to Hereford to watch him uh, run last time out, and he ran a very good race. He was coming through to challenge the two two leaders, and he absolutely, well, he didn't jump the, sec- the second out. He, he just ran straight through it. And it cost him all his momentum and everything. He ended up getting beat 28 lengths in the third place. But the run that he was coming with was a lot, lot better than the overall result. So I think he'll run a very good race in this one. He's uh, carrying in bottom weight in the race. And uh, Harry Reid takes the ride for him. And uh, I think he'll have a very good chance there at quite a big price. So uh, in the second race at Newton Abbott, Master Mikey D. Right you are. Okay. Uh, moving on to the third race on the card, 2.50. Uh, one we liked here, uh, going to be ridden by Harry Reid again, but this time trained by Milton Harris, is Carlo Farmer. Now, I watched him win, it was about a week ago, and uh, he ran a very, very... Uh, and If he was a greyhound, you'd call him a kidder. He was in front, and everything would come to him, he just repelled the challenge of every horse, and he... He went across the winning line. He, he beat, had to be had to beat Hugo. He beat it by a length and a quarter. And he was still on the bridle, basically. He hadn't really come off of it, and it looked like he hadn't even had a race. And I think there's quite a bit more to come from this horse, and I think Milton Harris has got a, a nice little horse on his hands here with that one. So uh, the 250, Carlo Farmer, Harry Reid riding for Milton Harris. Okay. Moving down to the fourth race on the card, 3.25. Uh, first one of two horses that were going for the Joe Tizard uh, stable. We haven't tipped many of them this year because Joe's not been in great form. But I remember we went out and done an interview with him and he gave us six horses to follow in his uh, five to follow. And one of them was I Love the Nightlife. And she's won a good few races this year. And she won a class one grade two, I think it was, last time out and a horse in this race that's uh, moved to joe's since we've been up there is a horse called la ligrienne it's moved from philip hobbs over to joe tizzars and it's won uh, three races on the bounce for them and again it's a horse that's not come off the bridle in any of them three races it's just literally drug around and absolutely destroyed the fields in all three of them uh freddie Gingle was booked to ride it but i'm guessing brendan power has been put back on it now so i'm guessing that young Freddie's shoulder is still not fully uh past the doctors uh he dislocated it when he had a fall at taunton about two weeks ago two two three weeks ago and uh he hasn't ridden since and uh, i think he's under doctor's instructions not to ride because he wasn't booked to ride this but brendan power has been put back up on it now so uh hopefully Freddie will be back riding shortly but we'll uh side up with this one there so that's lilly green in the 325 race
0: okay
6: moving down to the four o'clock we're going one, going with one of uh, joe's again in this race and this is brocco racing and uh, i actually sat down and had a chat with Garthie, uh, who's head of Brocode racing uh Canton yesterday, funnily enough, and uh, he mentioned Western General to me, and uh, lo and behold, it's one that I've uh, pulled out pulled out the hat to have a look at. Last time out, he finished a length behind a horse called Killalone of Paul Nichols, and Killer uh won two or three races since that as well, so uh, he was actually entered to run up a bath on the flat as he had a handicap rating of 66, but he didn't get into the race, unfortunately, because there's so many runners up there. But uh, Killer form over the hurdles is very, very strong. So Western General was only a length behind him when they met at Taunton on the 13th of March. So I would imagine Western General can step up on that and uh, quite easily win this one. He's got Harry Kimber riding him, and uh, as I say, he's trained by Joe Cesar. Okay, fine. Moving down to the 4.35 race, one that I watched the other day, uh, again at Taunton, was a horse called Kim Air. It finished third. It got beaten 15 lengths by Auditoria, but it was running on really well. And the time before that, it ran at Foss last. And it came second. It got beaten a length of three quarters behind Horden Hill, one of J.P. McManus's horses. And that's come out and won again since. Now, when run runner Taunton, it, it, as I say, finished third. Uh, got beat 15 minutes, but he was well off the pace down the back straight and come rattling through on the home straight and was making up ground hand over fist. Uh, so I think it'll run really well. The trip at Taunton didn't suit it. It, it. it normally runs over three miles, and it had been dropped back to two miles five. So I think Air will run very, very well in that race there in the three in the four thirty-five. Okay moving down to the last race on the card we don't have a jockey mentioned for the one we like at the moment and the horse is good time ahead it's trained by jim and susie best it's got winning form which quite a few of horses in this race really don't have and it won at lingfield uh, first time out for jim and susie when they took out their dual license and it's been fourth and third since it's got a go in sort of likes, it's got everything in its favour, and as I say, it's a winner of races where quite a few of the horses in this race don't have that ability to win, looking at a few of them. So, uh, we're definitely going to sign up with good time ahead to win the last race at Newton Abbot on Saturday. And the
0: jockey has actually been announced, it's AP Heskin
6: that is riding it. Oh, Mr Heskin's riding it, so... Uh, we we haven't got that when we uh, looked through the card. It was uh, unannounced, so uh, good to go see the Adrian Heskins on board. And uh, we shall have a look how he goes. So uh, That would be very good for him.
0: Good. Well, let's hope you've picked up a few winners there, uh, David, and um, get back to the Lucky 15 next week,
6: then, OK? Yeah, we'll be back on track next week. We'll have Aintree Festival coming up. And, uh, as I say, we've got some good race in Aintree Festival, followed by the Punchestown Festival, and then obviously you've got the flat season kicking off and then we run straight into uh, Royal Ascot meetings. So uh, everything's uh, coming up nicely. It's just uh, for few weekends, just that normal period where it's flat and not not a lot going on in the horse racing world, to be honest. It's uh, the in-between time. Uh, we need
0: a little bit of sunshine, don't we?
6: It's, uh, miserable. We do.
0: Miserable. There we go. OK, then, Dave, thank you very much for that. And we'll catch up with you next week, Liam. Lovely, mate. Thanks a lot. Thank you. thank you. Cheers for now. Well, now it's time to pop up to Lambourne and catch up with Jamie Snowden. Well, good afternoon, Jamie. Good to have you on the show again. Um, Easter's coming, and it looks like you're going to be quite a busy chap over the weekend.
7: Yeah, no, thanks, Edie. Yeah, no, it's um, it's uh, Easter's always a busy time for everybody. We've got the Lambourn Open Day, obviously, and and plenty of uh, plenty of of. of um, of meetings around the country. So, no, it's a, it's a busy time, for everyone.
0: Well, if we can just go through some of them, because, um, uh, you got Mill Dam, Newton Abbott on Saturday. Is that, is, is he running? She running? Yeah,
7: he'll, he, he goes, there. he's our only runner on Saturday. He won last time out. He runs here with a penalty. He's probably up against it on ratings against a couple of, uh, useful sorts, but if he finishes in the first four, then he qualifies for a hundred thousand pound handicap at Sandown at the end of the season. So, um that, that that's very much the plan
0: right okay and then sunday you've got four at uh f- well we think you've got four at foss soldier of destiny Tallow for coal super survivor and dusky days uh, how many of those are going
7: so soldier won't go dusky won't go um tallow for coal and super survivor are both entered at Chepstow arms on, on monday as well i should imagine super will probably, super survivor will probably get a Foslas. And Talo might go to chepstow on the Monday.
0: Right. Okay. But Soldier of Destiny and Dusky Days, no. Exactly. Right. Okay. So then we go to uh, Monday. I think Cornicello.
7: Yeah, I don't know where, where we'll go with him. We might might just wait a moment, depending on the grounds. Um, Coastal Sun and Sharlovich Cocktail will probably go to fake name Talay will probably go for chepstow as mentioned. Dusky days may go somewhere, or we might wait for, for Sutherland on Wednesday. Right.
0: Well, it, you know, aside from the racing, it, it must take a fair old bit of organising, getting all these, you know, you enter them, you're not quite sure where they're going to go. Um, I mean, how many, how many lorries have you got to take them around, or do you, do you hire people in to do it?
7: Yeah, so we, we've got one lorry um, that, that, that we run ourselves, and then when we're, when we're two ways or even three ways, we use outside transport.
0: And, and is your lorry one of these ones that's more like a mobile hotel?
7: Um, uh, I don't know about a mobile hotel. It takes two horses. Um, it, uh, yeah, it takes two horses, and you, you probably will have seen it up and down the motorways over over the years, perhaps. It's uh, ah, a blue lorry with a bit of yellow writing.
0: I mean, let's put it this way. Is it as good as Charlie... Oh, my God, I've forgotten the second name. The Scottish guy who, who retired last year, or at least his son's taken over. Um, flat-racing um, Scottish guy. What the hell is his name? Johnson. Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson, that's it. That's the man. Charlie, he's got one that is like, on, talk about a motel on wheels. It's fantastic. Oh,
7: right. Now, I, I mean, ours, ours is more a lorry than a hotel, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's certainly... But, I mean, you know, having said that, I mean, it, you know, when you've got to go up to Scotland and that, I mean, it, it, it must be... It must be rough on the on the uh, on the grooms and what have you to go up there and back. So if they've got something that's half sensible, at least it's uh, it makes it a little easier. I know football-wise, we had to. Uh, I say we. I didn't go, but Yeovil had to go travel up to Gateshead on Tuesday night, and uh, mm. didn't get back till four in the morning. I mean, it's 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 a lot of travelling,
7: isn't it? it? It is, isn't it? It is a long lot of travelling, and and um, yeah, but. The, uh, the, obviously, they stay in they stay in sort of um, staff staff accommodation overnight, and the horses get looked after in their stables. So yeah. they, we, we don't we don't have to stay in the vehicles.
0: I'm not trying to paint a, a, a grim picture. Don't get me wrong. I'm just just you know just talking about it generally, really. But uh, exactly. And talking to football, of course, poor Yeovil are in dire straits. We are right up against it. I'm afraid He looks like it could be National League South next year. I mean, what am I going to do? Oh.
7: What are you going to do? Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal are having a good time of it.
0: Yeah, well, we don't talk about them, do we? <laughs> well,
7: we want to mention them a few times, don't
0: we? Yeah, well, I know you like to, but, uh, you know. But anyway, at least we beat you at Old Trafford, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that anyway. But, uh... Well, well look, enjoy all your Easter eggs and make sure the horses get one as well. And um, I hope you have a successful little weekend and let's hope you bring some prize money back.
7: Oh, you're very kind. Thanks very much, Eddie. Uh, lovely job. Thanks, uh,
0: Jamie. And we'll, we'll speak to you next week, all being well.
7: Look forward to it. Take okay. care.
0: Thanks, mate. See you soon. Bye-bye. Uh,
7: Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was
0: uh, Jamie Snowden. Looking forward to a busy Easter up at Lambourne, with Horses all over the place. And um, now we're going to catch up with Richard Phillips, who's not got such a hectic weekend, but he'll be busy, I've no doubt. Well, good afternoon, Richard. Thanks for coming back on the show. Um, slightly quieter weekend this weekend. What have you got for us?
5: Well, it's a proper bank holiday. Uh, there's lots of meetings uh, all over the um, Easter weekend. But uh, the big one really is in Ferry House in Ireland on Monday, where the Irish Grand National, always a great race and great horses have won it in the past, including Desert Orchid. And this, again, is going to be a fantastic handicap, uh, very open race. The Devil's Coachman um, is the favourite. He's been winning a few in the colours of J.P. McManus, trained by Noel Mead. And he's the favourite. But there's some interesting ones up there. Angels Dawn, who won for Sam Curling in the Kim Muir at the festival. Dunboyne, who ran well at the festival. Uh, he may well go there with Gordon Elliotts. And Royal Pagai of Venetia Williams, uh, he'll love the ground, it'll be soft ground at Fairy House and uh, of course he's produced some fantastic performances on very soft ground so he might well be representing Britain but it's uh, it's a great handicap but it'll be very difficult to pick the winner Are there many um, English entries? Yes, uh, Charlie Longston and uh, Venetia Williams have got the, the two entries but um, as we all know, taking on the Irish and staying chases is, is a pretty difficult thing to do, you have to have a pretty good horse to take them on, as it were, because there's so many good staying handicap chasers in Ireland. So, um, Royal Pagai looks like the best of them.
0: Right, right. Um, Last weekend, uh, you know, we saw the Lincoln and uh, quite a few uh, fancied runners out. Uh, What did you make of last weekend's flat uh, return?
5: Yeah, well, some interesting. The ground at Doncaster was very heavy um, and therefore we got some strange results. A good Lincoln winner is obviously a very good horse, the top weight, Uh, Traded by David Minuse and um, obviously pretty impressive. But I think the form you can put a line through most horses running on that really heavy ground at Doncaster. So um, and a few nice horses were taken out due to the ground. So I think more interestingly in Ireland last week, uh, there's some really interesting racing at Leopardstown. And um, Aiden O'Brien brought some of his good horses out. Uh, including Never Ending Story, who is one of the favorites now for the Guineas and the Oaks. Uh, she looked a progressive type um, and she was quite impressive, Never Ending Story, considering she hasn't come in a coat yet. A lot of these horses, especially the Phillies, it's been a sort of up and down sort of spring, as it were, and they haven't come into their summer coat yet. But she didn't look that forward, but put up a pretty good display. And that's Never Ending Story. And also very impressive with Hans Anderson. Uh, a horse that we mentioned last week that might be a decent horse in the future. He was pretty impressive. A uh, Son of Frankel, he may well go for the Irish or the French, one th- uh, 2,000 guineas and derbies. But he probably might go for the French derby, which run over one mile, two and a half furlongs, uh, a bit shorter than the Epsom derby. So that may well suit Hans Anderson because he looked a quite speedy horse running on heavy ground, which he did not like. Uh, Alexandropolis was a bit disappointing, I'm afraid, for the... Um, o'brien camp but it was a very heavy ground he pulled quite hard in the early stages he drifted out he was second favorite for the Epsom derby before the race he's now gone out to 33 to one but i wouldn't rule him out completely i think he'll be a better horse he's a good moving horse and probably move a lot better on better ground and the winner was white birch who was uh a bit of an outsider but he's unbeaten bred by chiefly park stud by a very decent siren ulysses um and white birch has come into the betting for the derby so there's some interesting classic clues last weekend at Leopardstown.
0: I'm not one following um, the results in terms of jockeys, but I did catch my eye that uh, Sheen Murphy, William Buick, um, I've missed one. Who have I missed? Uh, well, those two anyway. Certainly look as though they're going to go head-to-head again in terms of uh, number of winners. Do you think that's uh, a force? Yeah, for
5: the Championship, see Murphy now back after his ban. Um, he'd be determined. He rode a treble at Kempton on last Saturday. He'd be determined to get that title back. But William Buick, um, he, is, of course, is um, contracted to ride for Sheikh Mohammed. And he came in for a lot of rides. And Charlie Appleby's horses were in great form last year. Um, not that they won't be this year, but they'll have to be if he's if he's going to ride as many winners as he did last year. It all went to plan for William Buick. Great jockey. Uh, but he doesn't always um, go out to be champion jockey because his main job is to ride all those great horses of Sheikh Mohammed in the Godolphin colours, so trained by Charlie Appleby. So I think, um, you know, it'll be close between them this year. Yeah,
0: but it's good to see O'Shea Murphy back anyway because he's uh, uh, he's a good
5: jockey. (laughs) He's a very talented rider, very talented rider. I hope his problems are fine.
0: And... Of course, Grand National is just around the corner next week. I know we're going to go into depth of it next week, but any early indications from you?
5: Well, the favourite is Corrick Rambler again, who won at uh, Cheltenham for the second year of running this time round, and he's trained in Scotland. It's great for Scottish racing. Uh, trained by Lucinda Russell, ably assisted by Peter Skudamore, and of course they had one for Arthur, who sadly passed away recently. Uh, they won the Grand National in the past, and Corrick Rambler. Looks to be well in, having um, won at Cheltenham. He'd have gone up in the handicap at this set of weights again. Noble Yates has gone up in the handicap for his brilliant win in the race last year. Uh, and he was a brilliantly impressive at entry over the park course, as it were, uh, earlier in the season. So Noble Yates is up there as a favourite as well, along with Delta Work from Gordon Elliott. So he's a cross-country runner, as it were. Uh, he's won the cross-country race at the Cheltenham Festival, and he's a great jumper. Uh, Galear de Manil uh, is my fancy and has been for about a year now um, he was placed in the Irish Grand National last season uh, he won at the Shelter Festival in the National uh, Chase uh, he's still actually a novice but an experienced novice and of course Noel Yates was a novice having won the race last year so it's not um, out of the question but Galear de Manil, a grey horse could be a pretty short price I think on the day should he go for the Grand National but it's a fascinating race and Di Walters has a horse called Our Power running. Di Walters had a helicopter accident. Uh, he's the big owner, has lots of horses, trained by uh, a few trainers, including Sam Thomas, who trains Our Power. And he's very excited. That'd be a great story if Our Power could win the win the Grand National for Wales. So it's nice that Ireland, Wales, Scotland, everyone's involved. And of course, plenty of English runners as well. So hello, a race to look forward to.
0: OK, well, that's exactly what we're going to do, Richard, isn't it? So um, thank you very much for coming on as usual. And... Um, We'll catch up with it and and go through them in more detail next weekend, Okay.
5: Yeah, we'll try and pick the national winner. Always hard, but always great, great uh, fun trying to do so. Right.
0: Okay, Richard, well, thanks for your time, sir, and I'll speak to you next week. Many thanks, Adrian. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers for now. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time you've all been waiting for, the guest above all others, the man with all the answers, it's Colin Brown. So, Mary, are you ready? Well, good evening, Colin. What sort of a week have you had?
8: Oh, fantastic. I was just taking the dogs out for a nice walk and came down a nice little bank by Letcombe Brook, lovely little river um, near us, and fell over in the mud. But, oh. you know, one of those sort of falls where you put your hand out and your hand goes through all the mud and then you, like, roll over and it gets all over your nose. Yeah. especially a big one like mine. And then it's all over your jeans. You've got to get back in the car and your coat. And the dogs are looking a little concerned. It's all over their dog lead. And then I pick myself up again. So I suppose it was there was not was cow the cow pet-
0: shit there as well, was there?
8: There was no cow uh, poo there, no, luckily. Lucky so that bit. was blinking lucky. That yeah. was blinking lucky. But there was a bit of sheep. Mm.
0: Oh, right. a
8: bit of Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> but lucky. it's nicer.
0: Right. So, where are we going with your bloody wonderful tipping? That's what I want to know.
8: We are going to go to a place called Newton Abbott where I rode my very first winner on my very first ride back in 1973, right. um, which is a long time ago. God, it's 50 years ago, you yeah? know.
0: And who was that for, Elsie?
8: No, it's for um, a mad doctor underneath us it, it called Mita Easton. Oh. Good little trainer. Yeah. But she was a bit mad and she was quite, very, very thirsty. Lost her driving license three times through, uh, you know the the um, the the uh, Inca Hole, what you call it? she yeah. Under the affluence of Inca Hole. All oh,
0: right. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. such is life. I've already given Mary the big build-up, so she's going to be waiting now with bated breath. So, come on.
8: Okay. What well, for winners? Yeah, Mary won a few quid last week. i think, thinking that that will uh, mean she'll be drinking Ramsbury gin now instead of Gordon's gin, I'd say. And I she should be putting tips on her cigarettes mm. now because she won a few quid last week. So that oh, was lucky. Yeah, you were for, had, you for, for two, Mary. You had
0: two winners last week, seven to one and
8: another yeah, one. Yeah she backed both of those had a right few quid on them so she's got a right few quid in her purse. Mm. Bless her good old Mary. She loves it. Yeah. So Newton Newton Abbott, let's okay. go. Okay. Uh, fir- first race, one forty. Yeah. Um, I think this can go to Gary Moore's Inniston. His son Jamie writes that he had a mother and a father of a fall the other day at um, oh, where was it Newbury, and got concussed and not a few teeth out. And you know, I texted him a few times. And he said, "Well, I'm doing right. I'm bouncing back." And here he is back again. So bless him. He oh. is back again um, on Saturday. He's as tough as teeth, isn't he? And it's called Inniston. I think it's good enough to win the one forty at Newton Abbot.
0: Okay.
8: Now, we'll, I will just warn um, your listeners, it's not the most exciting racing on Saturday. I don't know why. It's just, I suppose, a week off the Grand National, the flat had not quite got going. It's just uh, nothing over, over exciting. Um, but I can find a couple of winners down at Newton Abbot be handy enough. Now, brocade, brocade Racing, I've got a horse with... Uh, Hobbsy, and uh, my old mate Philip Hobbs now is uh, joint trainer with Johnson White, who is another good friend of mine. And this horse, um, what beat horse called Guernsey at um, Taunton at the end of March. Absolutely hacked up by that 20-odd lengths. Wasn't a bad little race at, B- at one either, and I think it will win again. Number one, a Biro in the 250 at Newton Ember. Okay. Some quite good racing down there, and I see that, um, you know, it didn't surprise me. He gave him a few rides after Skewed him retired. Uh, Jack Tudor has now become first jockey for David Pipe, oh, so hey. they obviously have been keeping a bit of an eye on him for a while. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not nice rider, yeah. nice rider. Normally rides for Christian Williams. Christian also miss him a bit because you know, well, good little job for him, and um. Uh, but Christian Williams, I I, I would say, will miss him a bit because, you know, he's always in the yard. He know, always knows what's uh, what's on with the horses and what to do with them if he's not there. So when you lose a good member of staff like that, it's quite tough.
0: Yeah.
8: Right, down at Newton I Do we need another winner down there?
0: I don't know. You've only got two so far, so yeah. You've know. only you
8: got two so now. I'm looking in the last... the. Um, the handicap herb. There was something in, entered there that I thought if that runs, that will win and it don't run. So, okay. yep, just a couple of selections down there at okay. Newton Abba. Right.
0: Now.
8: Let's move. Should we go to, um, go to Muscle, bro? That's uh, yeah. a good track. There's some good racing on it. Muscle, bro. First race at 150. Um, you need a bit of luck at muscle You need to be able to get round the bends if you're r- racing over sort of further than six, seven furlongs. There's a pretty tight old track. Um, O'Sheen Murphy's gone up there. He's sort of getting in with Hayley, with Hayley, with um, Charlie Johnson. Oh, talking about our internet. Yeah. Oh, there
0: you go. You see, you get it
8: now. no, mind. Mine's just flicked straight off, but um, here we are. I think it will be back and running in just a second. Um, yeah, up there at um, Musselboro on um, on on Saturday um, in the where is it in the um, <clears throat> second race there? That's at one fifty No, it's the first race one fifty. Sorry, my internet's just gone a bit blank on me.
2: Let's uh, go to the iPad. Do you, do you know what right,
0: you, you sound like you sound like a duck on a pond, and your your feet are paddling like nobody's ever seen before.
8: Yes. Okay. Right. I'm got it, listeners. Okay. Uh, no more being rude to me. Okay. Dumfries, number nine in the one hundred and fifty up there at Musselburgh. Now this has travelled a long way to come and run here for Marcus Dragoni, nicely bred horse owned by Whitsbury Two little syndicate. He's got it. Won a the other day very easily um, and ran some good races l- last year. I think that will win. Dumfries, 150 at Musselburgh. This horse is quite a nice price. Dumfries, 150 at Musselburgh. Right, we're back on course, listeners, because the big internet's come back. So uh, we're cooking on gas. Right, you can't beat him. Big improvers, can you? You know, what I always say when you've got horses in um, races, you can't beat big improvers. And the big improver, I think you have to say, is what's called Autumn Festival. And that runs in our 225 at Musselboro. Sadly, it's drawn a bit wide, but if he can settle it in and get in a, a position towards the inside, I don't think it'll be far away. Trained by David and Mira Autumn Festival in the 225 up there at Musselburgh. Right, you are. Right, you are. Well, we might be. We might not be. It's good. It's blooming good racing. Must run very good prize money. It's a. a it's a track that. Um, you know they're independent, and some of these little tracks like Plumpton and places like that, little independents. You know they really get hold of a bit of prize money and do their very best to attract owners to run their horses there um right uh, muscle bra let's move on to i must say the internet is blooming slow tonight oh right here we go let's move on to the uh, 335 and it's the uh, queen's cup it's the heritage handicaps race run over a mile and five some pretty good horses here. andrew balding run, runs a horse up there called spirit mixer uh there's a horse called good show it cost a few quid last year. I think it was one of the Mattoom horses. Nettier comes up here from your part of the country. Um, needs soft ground and is disappointed over hurdles, but did win in November Handicap. It's a real, really, really good race. Uh, what wins? I'm going to go for Spirit Mixer, though. This is trained by andrew for Jess Smith out of a very good mare called Arabian Queen. She won the Judmont. She came good. Uh, to win last year at Chester and Jumpsford, she ran some good races, especially second in the plate up at um, Truchan, who's a couple. You know that was a very good run, and I think Spring Mixer can win uh, the three thirty-five at Moscow.
0: Okay,
8: um, we've got a race meeting over the jumps on Saturday at Haydock Park. Do you know? Not my favorite track, Haydock Park. For no, some you, reason, I did you, ride a few winners there. You've said
0: that before. You don't, don't
8: like it, do you? <laughs> no, uh, no, just not about it. I wasn't the luckiest jockey around there, maybe. I don't know. But um, there's some quite good uh, racing mm. up there um, at Haydock, And there's quite, quite a nice horse running, one second, the, in the 240. It's the staying chase series. Um, and a real sort of if you like um but these staying chasers they love tramping around haydock and jumping a million fences and really soft ground and that's sort of what it's probably going to be like up there um but there's a horse that i think has got a big chance in the 240 it's been running pretty well most of the year um and it's called Jeffrey's Cross, and it's trained by Skelton and ridden by Skelton. It's been the prize four times now, that time I went to the wedding, and I think it will do, at Haydock Park in the 240. So, horse number 15, Jeffrey's Cross, in the chase up there on Saturday. Do
0: you know, the, the, this race is called the Cavani.co.uk Challenge Stay in Chase Series. Do you think that's yeah. got anything to do with Edison Cavani?
8: um no you,
0: well you don't even know who Edison Cavani is do you
8: so why did you say that to me then when you are just trying to well, catch me that, out I
0: then? was just trying to wind you up no he used to play for United <laughs> that's why I was asking
8: did he yeah what, the team that got beaten the other day yeah
0: but they won on yesterday so uh wind your
8: neck in oh, all, right, okay. all right okay what neck wound in Gavin um, Sheehan's going up there to ride one for Harry Whittington called "Dot Pick Me and it's a awesome. Um, I think could win. Harry's giving up his license at the end of this season which is 28th of April. Um, good old train. Train's up the road for me. But this source has been a bit of an improver and Harry and Gavin Sheen rides it. It's called Got Pick Me in 3.50 I think that can win. And Because as I say, it's not too sparkling in a race thing on Saturday that's my lot. No more tips from me. Let's hope we have a few winners.
0: Indeed, but you're right, it is rubbish racing really, so uh, um, yeah, good job there's a football match on in the morning, Reid, for a bit of sports. But uh, we are in dire straits down here, mind, mate, Yeovil Town are in dire straits. We Really? Yeah, we're going to, it looks, unless there's a real miracle uh, and they can win three games on the trot really, they're going to get relegated to the National League South, which is an absolute disaster. Oh no! Yeah, it's Oh dear! We got stuffed four-nil by Gateshead on uh, Tuesday night, and um, we've got to play Aldershot tomorrow, and then Dorking on Monday. So we've got a real oh, we've got a real task in front of us, I can't see us doing Why? it. Why? you know it's just why
8: can't they just um, go and sort of borrow harry kane or something for a couple of matches
0: well unfortunately harry kane doesn't really fancy the idea of coming to play for yod quite frankly if you'd just seen them lately you wouldn't either so <laughs>
8: no maybe you just start having a kick around for them
0: no i don't think so i mean i couldn't get my my wheelchair to walk properly in the grass i don't think if i ever have a wheelchair yeah. But I haven't got one. I haven't have got. You, I, have I don't want to go have you got a wheelchair? Fresh. No, I haven't. Have
8: you got a wheelchair? No, 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 no. I haven't.
0: Sounds like that you have. No, like no, you have. No, I haven't. Doesn't matter if you have. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, and I will tell you why I haven't. All oh, right. I mean, it might make yeah. life easier, but if I got a wheelchair, yeah. all the lads up at the cricket ground and down the pub, I would get absolutely yeah. crucified. So. Yeah, you would. Yeah. You know, you, you you just have to make this sacrifice and do without, really. So I do. OK. I just rely Aww. on my walking stick. So, you know.
8: You're it's, tough. It's... You're tough as are. <laughs> not really. Yeah.
0: Not really, mate. Oh. Not really. Uh. OK. Well, oh, if that's all you've got to offer us. Um, Mary, don't mm. go mad this week because it's not worth it. The, 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 the horses and it's not good.
8: Yeah. It's, sit tight, Mary. Sick. Sit yeah. tight. Hold that cash. Hold uh, that cash underneath the mattress.
0: Wait till Aintree next week. And then you can have a bit of a go, then.
8: Have a bit of a go at entry. We'll go for gold.
0: That's yeah. what we'll do. Have you got any any uh, pre aintree tips yet? and you heard anything that might sort of excite Um.
8: You? Um. No.
0: No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair well. Enough.
8: It, I, I will have and I think you know. I'm just going to wait till next week really some great racing there next week I, I think Noble Yates yeah, has got a great chance in the Grand National again yeah, he won it mm. last year and no reason why he won't run a massive race again this year
0: the trouble is really I think anybody that sort of comes up and says oh I've got a tip for the Grand National well you, you and I both know there is no such thing as a tip for the Grand National they do not exist no. it just doesn't yeah. happen um you know everybody's trying most of them are going to fall over take it from me mary don't listen to anybody they're not tips right they're just their fancies and they're usually wrong
8: you're having a lot to say to mary tonight she'll get them fed up with you i think
0: well i'm waiting for her to send over a can of um or a crate of vodka really so i can
8: uh yeah um, i think she'll do that pretty soon
0: yeah
8: i'd say i'd say
0: yeah good stuff Okay. Well, thank you very much, Colin. We will join you next week and uh, let's hope we have a good week, eh?
8: And absolutely, and we we'll look forward to entering next week. Yeah. Cheers, okay. Amy. Bye, listeners.
0: Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Right. Well, there you go. That was Colin Brown recovering from falling down in the field and getting absolutely covered in mud. I'd love to have seen that. I bet that was really funny. But there we go. Never mind. Anyway, uh, it also brings us to the end of the show, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope we've given you a few winners, but it isn't particularly good racing tomorrow, so I would keep your money to Aintree the following week, but you never know, you might find a few. But in the meantime, this is AD saying thank you very much for joining us again, and please join us again next week, and until then, bye for now. (laughs)